When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Kulays. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And today's episode, Troy Cadet joins me as we talk about last night's Europa League tie with Manchester United at the Camp Nou. And also, we go over the referee scandal, which is making huge headlines here in Spain. But before we get into that conversation, a quick message from our sponsor, NordVPN. Are you tired of slow internet speeds and worrying about your online security? Well, we have the solution for you. Introducing NordVPN, the fastest VPN on the planet. With over 5,400 servers worldwide and the game-changing NordLynx protocol, you can stay safe online without sacrificing speed. Imagine being able to stream your favorite shows and movies without buffering or experiencing lag. With NordVPN, that's a reality. Plus, you can browse the web with peace of mind, knowing that your data and personal information is protected. But wait, there's more. To celebrate their 11th birthday, NordVPN is offering an additional gift for all new users. That's right, you get to enjoy lightning fast speeds and complete online security, plus an extra special birthday gift. So visit nordvpn.com slash Barca. And if you're still not convinced, NordVPN offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there's no risk in trying it out. Upgrade your online experience today and join the millions of satisfied users who trust NordVPN for their internet security needs. Visit nordvpn.com slash Barca to learn more and take advantage of this limited time offer. Don't wait any longer to stay protected and connected with the fastest VPN on the planet. Okay, so Troy Cadet joins me and I thought this would be a great opportunity because I had you on Wednesday for the before Europa League, and now I'm going to have you for the after because on your on the WhatsApp group today you were on fire. I felt the passion, the fire, and I wanted to have you on to get your opinion. But before we get into the last night's match, the two-two draw, uh, it is a huge news scandal that's happening here, and it basically went live right after we went. We were done recording on Wednesday here, yeah. Spain, locally about the referee scandal with Barcelona, and just really quick, just to kind of give some general details and the nuts and bolts of it, essentially. Barcelona had been paying uh, a consulting firm that was run by the vice president of the referee association here in Spain. And after uncovering an investigation from the tax uh, hacienda here, it was discovered that these payments had started as far back as 2001. And today in the news, Troy, they found out that every president 
since 2001 has paid this. So no one is free of this. And I don't know if you saw the video of Laporta yesterday saying it's not out of casualty that this is being released. But Laporta is also uh, under this uh, fire as well. And essentially, Barcelona paid more than 1.5 million euros to this consulting firm to, quote unquote, get referee advice and to find out which referees were going to be doing the matches and how to maneuver those. And obviously, that's a big sporting scandal here because obviously it's FC Barcelona, but also the trajectory of how long it's been happening. Let me get your opinion first on what you think about this. Obviously, the implications of cheating and so forth. And we've seen on people on Twitter trying to say, oh, what about this match and this match? And it's it's not about that. It's the whole umbrella for me. What say you, Troy? What are your first thoughts about this? Well, let me, I guess, let me, obviously over here in the, in the States, I'm not hearing near as much as you are right there being in Madrid. You're obviously uh, being, you know, hearing it from, you know, probably every source that you go to for your news right now. So obviously they're not talking about it much over here because this is not anything that they're co- that is covered. Yeah, I'll tell you really quick. So, you know, the TV show Cheating Gito, they had yep. a 45-minute special <laughs> after the Barcelona match where they had the tax lawyers and stuff like this just talking about this issue. So that's how big of an yeah. issue it is here in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and then, but I've, I've heard some other sources or in, in seen some other sources on Twitter, um, you know, where they're kind of just, I don't know, from my standpoint, I, I, it doesn't seem like it's that big a thing. Again, I'm, I'm way far away from it being over here in the U S like I said, you got the, you have much more media over there that's covering it. You obviously are in Madrid. So you got that Madrid friendly media, that's pouncing on this right now, like a cat that hasn't eaten in two weeks. So, um, so yeah, so you're probably really, I mean, they are, I mean, of course they're going to, you know, blow this up. Like it's the biggest scandal, you know, since like Watergate over here in the, in the seventies. But um, from what I understand, and I don't want to downplay this because I am a Barca fan and, and have been for a while and I'm in a member of the club. I don't, I, so I don't want to downplay it from, but from what I understand, getting information about, okay, so if it's true that that's all that, let me let me backtrack on this, <laughs> that. That's the if thing. If it's true of what they were actually paying for, what's being said of getting you know information about how to you know players should be with refs. They said they were getting information on players. Blah blah blah. If that's true, from what I understand, is that is commonplace for clubs to get information on how to handle referees and even from madrid there's something out there i'm going to see if i can dig into this more i know you got your hand up but i know that there have been comments in the past from even our best friend casemiro had even said in the past when he was at madrid he had even admitted before we get information about how to behave around referees so as far as that point i don't think that that's that's anything different the position of this person that they are paying for this information is where it gets um, cloudy, murky. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean that's the big that's the biggest thing. It so Madrid yeah. has a consultant that they pay, but he's a retired referee. He's yeah, a retired, yeah. retired referee. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So this retired referee does the consulting for them, puts the videos together, yeah. all stuff. But he is he's been out of the game. Yep. The biggest difference is that he was this person there was the acting vice president of the referees. And on yeah. top of that, Troy, yeah. the son was also involved with this. And the son would pick up the referees before the match 
and quote unquote is what is being reported would try yeah. to imply relay that Barca information to these referees. So that yeah. is the other thing that is happening now. This is all alleged, so this is the thing. But that's where it gets really. Those are the two biggest differences between this and let's say Madrid getting a consulting yeah. referee that is retired. Yeah, but I I like to think that of myself that I'm pretty open and honest about the referees and that I obviously get caught up in the moment sometimes when things happen, but I'm pretty open to say, Hey, you know, Barca got away with one there or, you know, you know, in, in that realm, right? Like, I think that I would know, I think that I'm a, would, would be one that would speak up and say, Hey, we're getting really favorable calls in this match. Like I think something's going on here and I don't ever remember ever feeling that way. I always remember feeling like we are attacked from the referees. So as far as paying somebody for favorable decisions, I yeah, I'm, I have no doubt that we paid this person. Were we getting favorable decisions? I, I just don't see how we ever did because how many times are we griping about, but a referee like, you know, you know, wronging Barcelona, like all the, like, it feels like it's all the time. It feels like it's all the time. So, so could could it? I'm not going to discount it and say that it couldn't have happened, because uh, I don't really trust uh, sports entities like this in the first place. Because I know that there's dealings behind the scenes that like things like this take place, and that's why I put in the WhatsApp group yesterday that Tabas had to can this. He he came out first. He talked he's talked about some other things, fixing games or something like that. But then he said. We're not, we can't do anything about Barcelona. It doesn't really matter. Statue of limitations is up. We can't do anything about it. They're not going to pay any price. Because I think yes. in the back of his mind, he's like, oh shit, like if these guys get busted for this, if this was really that they were paying for fixing matches, fixing refs, fixing decisions, everybody else probably is too. So now what was under, you know, under his consideration, I might have a league up in flames here of corruption that is under my under my control under you know my tenure and now I'm really going to be in big time trouble here because you know of of his positions that he takes you know in the in the game of world football European football and in La Liga so that's why I mean think about it Tebas is not a Barcelona fan right now I think if he knew that we were the only ones that we just got caught I think that guy would be at the front of the line to like just take the ax to us if he could, but he wasn't. And that tells me a lot. Well, like you said, there's the statute of limitations here. It's three years and yeah. now it's already been five. So that's, that's a big thing. And I think also that yeah. has a lot to do with maybe that's why Tebas couldn't do so much. And maybe because today, yeah. again, he was speaking about it as uh, pretty loudly here in Spain yeah. about what's going on. The other thing too, Troy, you know, when we look about, you know, I'm a data person. I love data and stats. And, you know, it's one thing if it's one payment, two payments, but 33 payments over that yeah. period is quite a, quite a lot. And the thing also, too, you know, they also did a purport. You know, we're talking mainly about La Liga, right? And obviously, like you said, you don't really remember uh, penalty decisions and all this stuff going in favor of Barcelona. But... The, st the stats back up the other way, right? So as I put on our WhatsApp group, it was 33 penalties for Barca, three against during this period of La Liga under investigation. And for Madrid, it was 27, four and 12 against. So just yeah. to give you some context. Now, I'm not saying, 
I'm not saying that it's 100% going to go all the way Barcelona with these numbers, but I'm just trying to give you some context into this. Now, yeah. to me, from my point of view, I'm just, it's just another thing, right? And especially Bartomeu was the one that not only gave this <laughs> consultancy agency a raise yeah. <laughs> because of what they yeah. were paying, but he continued to pay it. And obviously he could have squashed yeah. it because all these presidents did like one-time payments, starting with Gaspard, Laporta's first time, and then Rossell, and then obviously Bartomeu. But man, it's just, I just, can we yeah. just have one non-football thing just go away? <laughs> like, I, I, it's like all this yeah. uncovering, right? And like yep. I said, Laporta said, as he said, was, you know, this is casually, that it's convenient that this is coming out while we're playing the best. But at the same time, it's like, keep your house clean, man. Keep your house yeah. clean and you don't have to worry about this stuff. I know this is from Bartomeu and stuff, but like, nip it at the butt. It's kind of like PR 101. Like, maybe you should get that in front of it instead of waiting for it to happen and then have this type of thing. It's really a big thing here. And I, I'm going to leave it at this because I want to talk about the game last night because I, I want to have more time for that. But yeah. it's going to be interesting what develops under here because it is still being investigated. So more things can come up. So we'll see where that where that goes. Let's get into the game because that's the, the more important. Yeah. We'll, we'll be watching this yep. and seeing this. So I have a stat here that I got from Statman Dave, who's on Twitter. It says, Barcelona have now conceded 14 goals in UEFA competitions this season in seven matches that's twice as many as they've conceded in La Liga in 21 games. My first yeah. question to you, for you, Troy, because this is where it's going to really tell us uh, or guide us for this conversation is, does Barca care about the Europa League? <laughs> well, okay, so for all of you listeners, we have, we hear, you hear us talk about this a lot. We have a WhatsApp group, and we've been going at it in this group here ever since the game. And some people will say they don't. Some people will say they do. Some people will say they should. I'm in the boat that, and I even said it. I even said it on Wednesday. I even said it when we recorded. And you're like, ah, you know, you kind of even like question me. And I said, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world if we lose, you know. And you were like, you were kind of in the in the position of yes, yes, it is. Like we need to, we need to make a statement in Europe. What I didn't expect is us to come out and do some foo foo lineup that that Chavi did. Like, I mean, either okay. So should we care? I'm still in a debate debatable point of whether or not we should care about Europa League. In the WhatsApp group, we should care because of the particular opponent. If this was a lesser opponent, then my opinion would be different. But this is Man United, right now the hottest team in European football. They, they're the only ones that have scored more points than us. There's a statistic. I've been trying to find it. I can't find it since, since they gave Ronaldo the boot. I think they had scored like 27 points. We had scored like 23. Um, somebody else was below them than like than Man City, you know, things like that. Um, but points-wise, they're the hottest team in European football right now. So for me, I want to see how our team, how Barca stacks up against – the hottest team in European football. So for me, I would, if it was my decision, I would have put my best 11 out there. I wouldn't have been doing any tricks, overthinking, whatever, put my best 11 out there. Let's see where we are. Because if you truly don't care, then you don't care about the outcome, but you use it as a measuring stick of where, where are we? Because my opinion, you can't, you can't use La Liga as a, as a measuring stick of our progress. You just can't. I'm sorry, the the and the, if you're if you're concerned with the European stage, okay, because they play much different games. 
game. They play a much different game in, in Bundesliga. They play a much different game in Premier League. And they're starting to play a different game in, in League Un. So it's, you have to use it as a measuring stick. So, again, to, to go back, I know I went way on a tangent there because that's been like I've been, you know, it's been it brews on me. It'll take like this through the whole weekend to, to like get to like let this go. Um, but should we care? Big picture, no. Only I only cared about this opponent as a like I said as a measuring stick of how are we doing. Didn't I even made it crystal clear? Like I said, I didn't care if we won or lost. I just want to see how our best eleven, how we are doing compared against the uh, the best of the, of Europe. That's all I cared about. I mean, I think it's fair, and I think you t- no, but I mean, I think you take last night's match in almost two ways. If you do care about Europa League, you're upset, and if you yeah. don't care about Europa League, it's a wash. Right? It's kind of a whatever. Yeah. I do care about Europa League because it's not about yeah. to me. I don't look at the money aspect. I look at it as like a training ground for European nights in the future for these youngsters, yeah. and that's all I care about right now. Developing that yeah. now. Again, like you said, Chavi comes with the lineup change last night, and we flip out last night. And that, to me, just tells mm-hmm. me again, you know, the overthinking of this lineup. And again, to me, it's like overthink and do your tinkering on the front three or the midfield, but not the back yeah. line, man. The back line was the one thing that I could put my hat, you know, my hat on to say that's where the best defense is playing with Kunde on the right, Arahu in the middle, Christensen, and Balde, right? And what does he do? He just does a Tetris move. He puts Arahu on the right. He takes Marcus Alonso. Now, Marcus, you know, again, this idea of veterans, I just can't get over, man. It's it's such a theme in sports that I think is such an old school way of thinking. And, okay, sure, maybe a veteran here could give you maybe be a little bit savvy here. But, man, you, you still can't get away with fresh legs and youth and energy that is a veteran just doesn't have right and with Marcus Alonso and Jordi Alba we saw that Jordi Alba's defense again was put on display last night of the lapses of concentration he has that allowed Manchester United to get behind him and to me I just want to see us go for this because I want us to be challenged I want us to challenge for this now I know La Liga like if we obviously with losing Pedri now for a month it complicates these things but at the same time this is what football is it's not an easy gauntlet to go through all your competitions and be a premier club it is hard it is hard work and you get it's a war of attrition and it should not be comfortable now we've had roads to success that were easy under Messi, so we are kind of jaded of that where we were up by la liga by double digits and we can kind of focus on but usually usually troy it is not that comfortable and so i want chavi to be tested because he still needs for me validation on the european stage because again last night I just don't get it, Troy. And it doesn't even matter if you're not even losing. But again, this whole tinkering of the back line. I mean, you saw Kunde had one of his worst matches uh, in a Barca uniform last night. And I think it has a lot to do with it because he was playing 20 matches in one way. And all of a sudden, one night, you put him the other way. And now he has to think about Rashford the whole time. Yeah, I mean, and I don't even – here's the most confusing part and probably the most maddening part about this is I don't even know if Xavi was overthinking it. I don't even know if he was overthinking it or if he like thought that that was going to be his best lineup because he Alonso's played every European match since he's since he's been here. Like he started every European match, I think. Uh, I think I saw that stat somewhere on Twitter. So it's like, and again, if you go, if you go back to well, we don't care. 
then put all the bench people in there then make a make a clear statement like we don't care this is just a this is going to be a glorified practice for us start like i said start pablo torre start ansu start ferran really if you if you know his reason was for rotating then rotate people and then live with live with the results but the club had massive buildup to this game. I mean, I, I was receiving member emails almost every single day for tickets. You know, come get your ticket, get your ticket, get your ticket. Okay, there was buildup. In, and, of course, maybe some of that was probably from myself because I was, you know, re- go ahead. <laughs> no, but, but remember we talked about, I told you, yeah. the early kickoff worried me and it was full to the brim. And that tells oh. you that it, it was full and everyone was excited about this match. And yeah. that to me also tells me that clear – you know, sign that this was important at one at one stage, essentially. Yeah. And again, the other thing I want to get to really quick, too, not only did the back line have, you know, effects where they were trying to figure it out as well, but also Frankie de Jong. He looked neutered last night, yeah. you know? It was not the yeah. Frankie de Jong that we've been seeing in the last matches. He had to protect so much more last yep. night because of the, the holes in defense. And I just... To me, it's like, why not just roll at the same 11? There's... Against Cadiz, yeah. you can do the rotation. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's the that's what I'm saying is so maddening. Like if it was rotation was the actual reason, then you didn't even do a good job at rotating. Like you could have done a better job at rotating and let the let the bench players that hadn't played in a while let them get the minutes and you actually really rest people. Because like you mentioned, now we got Pedri out for three to five weeks. It's gonna miss some super important matches, including I think a Copa del Rey match against a Madrid. So now you now you're missing you know that player. So I mean now we got injuries starting to pile up. So n- none of it makes any sense to me, and that's that's the part that is, like I said, just really frustrating. They didn't. If that's the reason why he did those things, Chavi and the board, whoever made this call, really did a piss poor job of reading what we call reading the room because the fans, yeah. like you said, that place was jammed. I posted a picture. I posted a picture to you in the WhatsApp group. I'm like, that place is packed, man. Like, I mean, it was like 15 minutes before the game, and it was jam-packed. I had people that I knew there that were sending me screenshots and videos, you know, at the game. And even, you know, they were like, we're ready to go. Like, people were ready. Like, they were – I mean, everybody came to cheer on this team and that crowd, and then we go and pull this BS of, you know, this back line – and to me, it really just as a fa- as a as a fan, it feels like a letdown to me. Yeah, yeah. Like you let us down as fans, and I'm not so certain you didn't just let your team down. Like, yeah, they, they, they seem ready to go to me. I mean, they were they were fighting. I mean, I, yeah, we we put a week back back four, which now made the whole game. I mean, I said it was going to when we recorded, it's going to be chaos in the first 25 minutes. Anyway, it was chaos throughout the whole entire game. People running around covering for. I mean it just it made zero no no matter i mean i we've had people say it in the whatsapp group i've seen it on twitter no matter the reasoning that i've seen about rotating and not caring about europa none of it makes any sense to me and none of it equates and and is a good reason because like i said now we have injuries now we got to go into their house where we're going to have like half a team. Yeah. Because Sergio of, Roberto is starting. Yep. Yep. Sergio, <laughs> Roberto, I mean, Sergio Roberto, Gavi's out because of car. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, come on, man. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think they missed it. I just think that Chavi really missed a moment. And I don't think any of us truly would have been really that upset if we knew that the, he put the best 11 out there, put the best team out there possible. And we, and, and if we lost, we just can get the, 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 the job done. But the team tried as, as hard as they exactly. could. Have. 
That's all that's, I cared about. That's all I cared about as a fan. That's why I look at this as, okay, I just wanted to see our best 11 that had been playing against Villarreal, that starting 11, right, to see how we matched up against Manchester United because it doesn't matter where Rashford was, in the middle or on the, on the left-hand side. I think our defense would have been able to handle it as it is the back four on Sunday against Villarreal. I think the speed and also obviously Arahu just closing in those gaps. And yeah. obviously Ten Hag moved him towards the middle to try to have some disruption, and it did cause disruption. Yeah. And it, I don't know what caused the disruption more. Was it Ten Hag's move or Xavi's move on that? It's kind of both at the same time. Yeah. Um, the other player I wanted to speak about too was Gavi. And I think, you know, obviously God, we have to take this in context because Gavi is still 18 years old. But, man, he got baited so many times. And I just was like, Gabby was like, ah, just no, you know, but like yeah. you can't take all the passion out of him, you know, you, you just can't. Yeah. But I hope that in time he learns because going into this match, you know, I was like, man, just, just relax. Don't get these, these foolish yellow cards, you know, that he is prone to get. And I think that's going to come with time, but man, he has to know that for these legs, especially European legs that are so vital, you just have to cool your temper, know when to make a foul, if to make a foul. Like the last foul he made to me, I mean, just run with the guy. There's no yeah. way that guy is going to make – he was so far from goal. And I know it's a yeah. counter, but, man, Troy, you know, like the statistical uh, – for that to be a conversion of a goal is like so low already. And on top yeah. of that, if you're just chasing the player, like you don't get carded and you don't get fouled. Like to me, those are things that – what do you think about Gabi's performance? I thought that – Obviously, Chavi made one little adjustment where where Chavi was going to use the holes a little bit more inside, which opened up the left side for Alba. And to just think of that twofold, if Balde's there, I think the attacking would have been a little bit stronger because Balde's not afraid to take the 1v1. And on top of that, uh, this minor tweak that Chavi did, I think we had to get for Chavi coming to get to the ball. So... What does Chavi need, or sorry, what does Gavi need to do uh, going forward in his progression to just not lose his head in these big matches? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he his kid's 18 years old, so he'll obviously experience it the, the more and more he plays, the more experience he's going to get. I understand what he was doing when he pulled on, I think it was Fred, he pulled that jersey and, and got that yellow. I, I mean, I understand what he's doing. I haven't ever gone back and looked to see how badly – uh, Alonzo was out of position. So for all I know, Alonzo was high up the field and they were running. I, I don't know. I understand what he was doing. So it really doesn't even matter that much to me. And I know they've been training on, you know, being smart in that midfield and, and cutting down the counterattacks, you know, at all costs. And I think that's just what it was. Some of the other stuff, you know, like in the, in the early on there, you know, him and Bruno Fernandez were going at and he gave him that that shoulder in the back, like stuff like that. Like you got to start to be smarter about things like that because uh, you know, you can't do that. You just, you get, you, you got to learn to get, and I, and I think you will. He's my favorite player right now on the squad. Uh, him and Pedri are, are, and Frankie are my absolute favorite players right now. Um, and so obviously I'm biased about him. Um, but I think he's just a young kid. who's always been fiery. He's always had the passion. I think he's the perfect perfect player for this squad, you know, via their, you know, evolution and their transformation into becoming, you know, more of an intense team, more having that winning desire. So I'm not going to fault him for any of that. I do believe he'll become smarter and it'll just in, in due time, I think it'll happen. Yeah. And I think it'll just come with more game time and just bigger game experience with that. Again, yeah. you can't, I don't want to take out all the passion from him, but yeah, it's just, 
it's just, you know, sometimes you just, you, especially <laughs> obviously in my age now, I just, I remember being that fiery and I just like, man, just put your head down yeah. and just work and yeah. it's, it's all good. Now we had a question from Carlos, um, obviously Brazil number one fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just talking about Rafinha last night and his question was, you know, why did Chavi take out Rafinha? And, you know, you saw Rafinha's reaction yeah. coming off the field. And I don't know, to me, sure, like if he stays in, he was giving us a great option. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I don't, I don't blame Chavi trying to shake it up because it's not like he just brought in uh, someone bad, essentially – with Ansu Fati essentially, but also he brought in Ferran Torres. And that to me is where I have the line, right? Like, I don't mind yeah. you bringing Ansu Fati to shake it up and maybe add something, but man, I just, I'm so out on Ferran Torres. Like I just, mm-hmm. I, I, to me, he bring, he, he reminds me almost of like when I used to see uh, Arda Turan come in or, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, all these players that just come in and, and they wear the shirt, but they're kind of a ghost of themselves. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, unfortunately, you know, at this level, you have to score goals. Like we've already talked about, like, we know he has good work ethic. He does those things, but I can't remember the last time, you know, maybe the last Classico from the year before is like that moment where you say, yeah, he, he had those two goals. Yeah, man. I just, I just have lost complete faith in Ferran Torres. And so maybe that's where I see the fault. It's like, okay, I don't mind you bringing on Sufati on. I don't mind you like taking Rafinha out for on Sufati, but don't, don't, don't don't tell me that Front Torres is going to help you out here. And I don't yeah. like what like Chavis continues to show confidence in Front Torres, and Front Torres hasn't scored yet since yeah. 2023. Well, the thing with uh, Rafinha, and I was mad too. I'll be honest, I was mad. I was yelling. I was I was probably cussing in English as he was cussing in in uh, Portuguese because he was the guy that was actually creating some chaos, creating on our front side where nobody else really was because the the midfielders had you know again we had. Uh, Roberto in there at that point in time, he's not going to create anything, anything. Gavi had already, you know, he was doing his thing on the other side. So we didn't have anybody create on the front side. And we, we had picked up momentum. We, we were, they were starting to be danger down in uh, on on their side and and in their box. And right as that momentum just seemed for me to start to be peaking, like we were dangerous on that end. Like it almost like they were running out of steam a little bit. Then we go and do a sub. And I was like, why, why? Why? Why would you have subbed the guy now? Like, there's absolutely zero reason to sub him. I would have subbed Lewandowski off. I would have subbed. I would have put. And I think what he was doing with Torres and and uh, Ansu was trying to create some chaos on the front line too, try to get them to run. You know, r- run behind the lines at least have an attacking. Because honestly, Lewandowski was out of. He was out of gas, man. Like, I mean, he had been running hard that whole entire game. The guy's in his middle 30s, like he was out of gas. Take him off, and, and you can bring those two on and let let Rafinha continue to create and cause havoc on that right side and let those two run behind the lines and see if hopefully something might happen. I didn't agree with it at all. I was – I mean, I would have done the same thing. Rafinha, I'm a fan of his too. Yeah. I, I was really happy that Barca signed him. I don't think that he's been given a fair shake. But like I said, he was the one creating at that point and had been and creating that buildup and creating opportunities. It wasn't perfect. He was still sloppy at some point. Yeah, in time, yeah. But the dude had the heart and was like at least trying harder at that point in time than anybody else because he probably had gas still because he really wasn't responsible for coming that far back on defense because anytime they pushed forward, they went so fast, it's hard for him to get all the way back anyway. But 
I just why 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 take your one guy that's making plays? You just don't do that. You just don't yeah, do that. I, I totally agree. I mean, this yeah. is the thing is like I can see if you're just trying to shake it up and you bring Ansu and you take Rafinha yeah. because maybe he thought that Rafinha and he just again Chavi just has like as we're seeing, he just has this more faith in veteran players to finish yeah. these matches out rather than using the youth in the situation. So, yeah. like, you're right. Like, we should have taken Lewandowski out. I think he had one of his better matches last night in, in the beginning of what he was doing. But, yeah. again, he has to come on the goods, right? It's As we just – I just saw a message on our WhatsApp group. It's like, he can score against Rayo, but come on, top competition, <laughs> right? And it's like, yeah. I'm not being that harsh about it. But, but, you know, this this is the type of matches, like, you know, where, you know – Lewandowski used to score against us all the time yeah. as he was in Bayern. It's like, just return the favor going forward. Yeah. My other question with this is, you know, obviously, like, I know what Ansu does well, right? He's a good converter. He scores goals, right? Lewandowski, the same thing. But what does Fran Torres do that is, like, good, right? Like, to me, he's not extremely quick. He's not amazing in the head. He's not uh, He's not amazing in the air, rather. Yeah. Um, he does, you know, he doesn't do these things. So I don't understand, like, you know, I can, you know, I remember like you know Pedro when he used to come on it's like okay he's quick he could do a little 1v1 you know yeah. David Villa comes in you know he's going to score goals he doesn't have to be that fast but like Fran Torres like he, he doesn't he doesn't really take anyone 1v1 and so that's no, why I don't yeah. see like why he keeps having faith in Fran Torres and the other thing too is like like you said why don't you shake it up put Ansu at the at the very top maybe that does the thing and the other thing I want to get off on Rafinha real quick is I think in this match, especially in the second half, he really was doing his moves really well, which was the one move and then the shot. One yeah. move and the pass. And I think that's what he needs to do rather than four moves, right, to go to yeah. the end line and lose the ball. He did that yeah. a couple times in the beginning. And I think he is more lethal and more dangerous when he just makes that one move yep. and then makes the decision. Because when he does that with those crosses, that starts to open up now the second move, right, the second move. And I think he's still kind of just trying to find – I almost feel like when Neymar came to Barcelona, he did the same thing, right? He yeah. used to dance too much, and there were be flashes in there. But it wasn't until he did the one move and did it that he started to open everything else up because he started scoring goals on that one move. And I think Rafinha is still figuring that out. And, I, you know, he's still young too, and he's still just trying to get his sea yeah. legs with Barcelona. Yeah. But, yes. All right, so we've, we've gone through the whole gauntlet of the game. <laughs> you know – you have to give credit also to Manchester United. They've been playing really well. You know, yeah. this was going to be a tough match, but I still was not that impressed. And that's why I think bothers me so much. Cause at one point mm-hmm. they're winning two to one. And I'm like, if they run away with this match, I just, if you're a man, you fan, you are over the moon because yeah. of what happened from a year before of like where, where they are now. But man, I'm just, again, I just can't get back to this idea of that. We didn't start our starting 11 Everyone is watching. This was a mm-hmm. moment, and I think just the moment was missed completely by Chavi, and I just yeah. that just hurts, you know. Especially with this team, I think we we could have fought better. I'm not saying we would have won, but I just I just think we would have been much stronger on defense. And I think like not having Frankie De Young be Frankie De Young, I think ultimately really hurt us in a lot of the attack mm-hmm. and what we were able to do, especially in the last three matches. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean the whole the whole. It felt like how it's felt um, previous to this year, and in, in, I mean, in, in matches, it just was like sloppy, no consistency, no rhyme or reason. Like we were just out there, and I mean, it just it, it 
for where that's and again going back to to have the ex- expectations of how we should have played versus how we played it was a, a major letdown and i just think if you're thinking of even for the psyche of the team like they've been working extremely hard you know what i mean this team they have totally like i i've said it multiple times and i said it in our whatsapp group they're evolving this team's evolving the players are working hard they're they're you can tell that you know them personally are taking it on like you know, the defense, our defenses, you know, guys are, you know, when there's a counterattack on us, the whole entire team's rushing back. Okay. Last year that didn't happen in, the, in three. And I always use that three to five year period. Didn't really happen in the last three to five years. Okay. They had gotten soft. They had gotten lazy and this, but this whole team is like coming and they, and they've played so well and they're gelling so well together. And that's, that's what I would have thought. Like the psyche of the team could go sideways if I don't, if if I'm the coach and I don't put them in in a winning position, and so again, it's like it's just all wrong. Like there, like I said earlier, there is no way you can look at this and say, "Oh, it's okay. It's a, we'll be okay." Yeah, we probably will be. We'll continue on, but for for like I said, for this particular opponent, it was just that whole game was all wrong to, to me. I mean, it was a draw. Feel, feels like a I loss. know yeah. feels like a loss, right? And you're right; they didn't even play that great. They didn't even play that great. I know. I mean, they had they had chances, and we had chances, right? And and we were so, and we were all out of sorts and all out of you know formation, and and it was still a two two tie. And my God, we had two shots bounce off the post in like the what last fifteen minutes? Last yeah. ten minutes, I had to I actually had to jump into a meeting, so all this chaos <laughs> went on on my iPad right here, and I'm looking at my you know my monitor or whatever. So I haven't even like seen like the last ten minutes or whatever, but. It's like we. It's like it's not like you know. It's oh, they, again it's just all wrong to me. Like I, yeah. I for it. I, there's no rhyme or reason why they shouldn't have just said let's let's do it. It's a heavyweight fight. Let's put put our best eleven versus. They put their best eleven. They had people yeah. hurt. They got people missing because of because of yellows too. Same thing with us. But they put their best eleven and said let's go for it. That's what I expect. I mean we're here to win. I don't, I don't really to me that what the competition title is really doesn't matter to me so yeah yeah for sure and i think that's the big thing right i I think it was just like like you said the moment it was there for the heavyweights to really measure ourselves and i really wanted to see that i think everyone wanted to see that it feels like a loss even though it's a tie but now with pedri missing and gabi missing for the next match it just feels the inevitable that we're going to be knocked out and yeah you know that's that to me is going to be in question with chavi is that you know going forward as i look at this you know that's two now Europe Europa League exits, right? And yeah. Frankfurt last year. Now, if the, if we lose to Manchester United, it'll be Manchester United. And you can spin it like, yeah, it was Manchester United or whatever. It was a bad draw, whatever. But again, when you're in these tournaments, you have to play the opponent that's in front of you. And I, as for as good as Xavi's been doing with the La Liga, which has been great, and we've been doing awesome since the yeah. World Cup, I still have my doubts for these European nights. And it's not only about Xavi. It's about this team, this mentality that we continue to not have these outcomes that we're looking for. And that's ultimately what we're going to be measured. I mean, it's great. We're in La Liga doing well, you know, leading the lead. That's fine. But, you know, to compete and and I want these trophies at the most elite level. Yeah. I still have my doubts. And it's not just about Xavi. It's about the team. It's about this mentality of champions and, and European knights. We will see how it ranges up because again, th- yeah. this, this week coming up is crazy. Let me just give it to you. You ready? Sure. So Cadiz on Sunday, that's home. Yep. So that's nine o'clock. 
Then they travel to Manchester on Thursday to play that match. Then it's Sunday at Almeria, and that's a 6.30 kickoff, so that's mm-hmm. not very comfortable. And yeah. then it's Thursday night in the Bernabeu. Yeah. Uh, Classico. And then it's Valencia. That's the match I'm going to. Uh, March 5th, 4 o'clock kickoff. And then, <laughs> and then it's Athletic Club. It's just yeah. – <laughs> It's crazy. And, and then you got a classico on the 19th. Exactly. And that, this is the thing. So I, you know, I understand if Chavi was trying to do rotation, I get that, but this was not the match to do it. I just, yeah. I'm so bitter because again, like I said, you be, like I said at the beginning of the, of, of the segment is that you either take this two ways. If you don't want Europa League, then you don't really care that we tied and, and you're fine with that. But if you yep. do care like I do, then you just are frustrated like I believe you and I are with <laughs> losing this moment. Because, yeah. again, I just – I just like you said, perfectly in the WhatsApp. You wanted to see how we measured up against these hottest team in Europe, essentially, because yeah. we're there with them. So, again, it's not a loss, but it just feels like a loss and it feels like yeah, a moment that's lost. Yeah. Well, Troy, I think – you know. I, this was good. It's almost like a therapeutic session yeah, to well. get this out into the open. So hopefully now you don't have to, you know, don't keep it inside, right? Don't keep <laughs> it. Inside. It's good. It's good to let it out. Uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. We'll be watching the Cadiz match and we'll see how, I mean, now Sergio Roberto is going to get full oh, 90 minutes. Now it's the, <laughs> it's the Sergio Roberto era back again. So. Yes. Back again. Yeah. 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 And we just signed him to an extension too. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. Wait. Have a good weekend. We'll talk soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.